Now betting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on deck circle, Amory Castillo. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. You know it's going to be a good final hour. We're coming in hot with the Roseanne theme. Oh, this makes me want to live in a hot house in Missouri. Living on the front porch, swatting the flies away with my big old straw hat. And your with pl- polar plunge? And my polar plunge. <laughs> what? Nothing cools me off like a nice polar plunge in a glass of... Ice cold lemonade, Jake. If I do declare. Yeah, I do declare. There's nothing more beautiful than a hot summer Missouri day on the patio. And the only way to <laughs> calm and settle the nerves is a nice fixing of Arnold Palmy and a polar pod. <laughs> <laughs> There's not enough ice cubes in the state of Missouri to keep my polar plunge cold. JTT didn't go anywhere, I told you. Pat myself on the back right here. Tamar Hamlin makes the makes the roster fantastic. We love it. There were some rumblings today on the interwebs. Oh. I didn't believe a word of it because, you know, the salary cap, it's not real. Oh. It's a figment of your imagination. Talk to, talk to the Saints with how much luxury tax they have to pay. Well, I mean, you could just restructure some deals and push it on down the road and cut some people and pick up some other people. And, you know, you give a little greasy palms underneath the table. We'll give you some stock in our company, take a pay cut. That stuff happens all the time. The Niners are $6 million over the, the air quotes, non-existent salary cap right now. And Nick Bosa is going to hold out for more money. And there's whispers today that Nick Bosa was going to be traded to an unnamed AFC team. I like that. Who could it be? Mm. Not the Bills. Not the Jets. Why not the Jets? If they're going all in, might as well add a Bosa. They not worked. A, a, they a, were, I think they worked too hard to build up the roster that they currently have. I think anybody would, much like Deion Sanders, cut off their toes for Nick Bosa. I would cut off my toes just to be able to watch football. Elaborate a little bit on that, would you? Um, you can watch football anytime you want. Yeah, I know. And you're still going to cut off your toes even if though it you was, have the If option. it was me choosing to watch football or keep two toes, I'm watching football. Ah, okay, you see, okay, desert island, gun yeah. to your head kind uh-huh. of situation. Yeah. Okay. Deion Sanders is the ultimate football guy. Today's I-9 Varsity coming up next after this break. What would you do for a Klondike bar? (laughs) I like this one. Jake is coming in heavy with cutting his toes off. Um, I just want to let it be known, too, this isn't my first pinky toe bet of the the NFL season. Um, I have multiple things riding on me, whether or not I'm going to be keeping my pinky toes or not. I hope you have multiple toes. I'm hoping... If I do lose one, it's just one. 
Okay, well, let's. Can we talk about these bets on air? Yeah. Um, well, I have a bet in one of my fantasy leagues. If a guy win, if if my friend shout out Sam Freed wins the league after drafting only position and skill players for the first fifteen rounds of a twenty-five round draft, mm. um, if he wins the league, I'm cutting my pinky toe off. Okay, so because him, he like he wants to think he's a, a savant at fantasy. So him and Daniel Jones mm-hmm. are going to be marching to the champion, and you're going to be nine toes, old Jakey nine toes. And now, if the Jets sweep the Bills, I'll cut my pinky toe off. You know, Jake, I love you, man. I care about you a lot. I want you to have as many toes as possible. So I'm not going to hold you to that bet. Oh, I'll. It's a personal thing now. (laughs) (laughs) It's a a personal. I just, I hate the Jets. I hate Aaron Rodgers. Combining the two just fuels this fire in me even more. Yeah, I mean, I, as a. And I'm confident. I know I won't lose. I'm a jilted lover. You know, I'm the Packers lifelong, almost lifelong Packers fan. Ever since the Oilers left Houston. Friends of the show, you already know that. I love Houston sports except for the Oilers because they broke my little child heart. Then I became a Packer fan. And, of course, Brett Favre years. I didn't know he was a dirt bag. And then the Aaron Rodgers years. Fantastic. So many great rides through the regular season. Memorable games. Blah, blah, blah. I'm still rooting for the dude. Hard knocks pushed me over the edge because he's like a different dude now. You know, where was where was this Aaron Rodgers the last three years in Green Bay? This is because it's the team controlling what footage is being released. They're trying, of course, they're trying to make this guy that they traded everything for to look amazing. Well, naturally, I mean, HBO and the NFL are going to put their best product forward, but Aaron Rodgers is like showing up to practice. Working with the rookies. Because he has to. Acting like he cares. Because none of these, he doesn't have any chemistry with anybody. Watching film, eating lunch with position players. He was probably doing all that in Green Bay. Except for like maybe those last two, three years. Because Green Bay didn't want to draft a single offensive person. I am I am not like most Packers fans. My heart is not that broken to where I'm rooting against him. I love this storyline. I want to see him make it through this gauntlet of the AFC, especially this gauntlet of the AFC East. The hardest division in football. Where the AFC East, the worst team in a division, is the best team of my lifetime. Yeah. The oh, worst... how the turntables have turned. Oh, wait, okay. <laughs> uh, the worst team in the AFC East is coached by the greatest coach of all time. Sorry, Vince Lombardi. It's Bill Belichick. This is his 40th year of coaching, I believe. Two. I'm a big, I used to be a bigger 40 guy than I am now. Brass monkeys sometimes. <laughs> I know that one. Hey, yeah. Marie, when's the last time you had a good brass monkey? Amarie is with us shortly. Amory, when's the last time you had you and the Brentwood baddies had a good brass monkey? Oh boy! Did you wash you wash down your Sainide special <laughs> brew? What Sainide special brew? What is that? Okay, I'm older than you, so what Sainide special Keystone brew? We drink Keystone Lights. But we're talking 40s. Bang for the buck. Yeah, we're talking 40s. Oh, I would... Mm. Should I scratch the what would you do for a Klondike bar varsity and do the varsity of 40s? 
No, I'm I kind of like that. both. Okay, we're doing. We yeah, might. We yeah. might. I say we do the I nine of forties. Okay, we're gonna do the I nine of forties, and then what would you do for a Klondike bar? It just might just become an ongoing segment. Maybe old so English. Much. Okay, hold on. Wait for the oh, I nine. Oh, sorry, varsity. sorry, sorry. Yeah. Next yeah. segment. Next segment. Uh, Amory, you can go first. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Next segment. Sorry about you that. Can go first. But I, the the stories abound. Like Dion Sanders today admitted that he cut his toes off so he wouldn't have to miss a college football game. Have you watched the Prime documentary on Amazon? No, 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 no. I have a lot. It, it's re- uh, honest to God, I know you guys aren't the biggest sports documentary persons in the world, but it's really good. It goes through his Jake. second year at Jackson State, and that's the season he gets his toes cut off. Do not compare or, like, think that Van and Fred are, like, the average person, obviously. Average sports fan likes watching sports documentaries and likes watching sports. I finished The Righteous Gemstones. Is that close? Ish. <laughs> you know, a, I, modeled, I modeled my mullet after uh, Danny McBride. Smart. If you're going to model anything, oh, I forgot you had a it mullet. should be Kenny Yeah, Powers. you like it? Yes, I like it, Jake. If you're watching on Facebook Live or YouTube Live, you can catch a glimpse of Jake's new mullet. And I'm going to be honest with you, not that bad. It's not that bad. It needs some work. It needs a little more length. The bones are there. Yes. I, I was just tired of the hair on the side of my head. So I knew I was doing the mullet, but I wanted to hold out and wait longer so that like the initial mullet cut would be 10 for 10. Your mullet, unlike Deion Sanders' feet, the bones are there for something good. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, Deion Sanders almost had to lose his left leg. The but. leg would bother me. I don't even think I use my pinky toes. I they, do. don't, they, they provide zero balance. Steve Palmasano joining us again on the program live from the Duke's team store, corner of Central and Carlisle. Thanks for, for all the friends of the show who came by and got some sweet Duke's merch. Uh, you took it easy on me today. We didn't set a new record. My wallet thanks you, but we will. Still a thousander? We'll be back. <laughs> Self-made thousander, baby. Let's go. When we get back, the I-9 varsity of 40s, this could be whatever you want it to be. I'll explain the rules of the I-9 varsity when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. 95.9 FM. AM 610, the sports animal. And you know we're the home for Thursday night, Sunday night, and Monday night football. Get your NFL fix right here on the sports animal. If you can't be with us at Howie Sports page in person every Monday, raging at the page with the Monday night maniacs, you might as well be listening to the sports animal. Beer, bear, rolls. Boom. Check out i9sports.com, League Office 280. Keep your kids safe and have a lot of fun doing it. Youth sports programs, Albuquerque, Rio Rancho, Edgewood, Edgewood, surrounding areas, 505-312-4999, League Office 280 at i9sports.com. Friends of the show, if you're not familiar with the I-9 Varsity, what we do is we randomly pick a subject throughout the program. We assign it to our varsity. Our varsity is the best of 
the worst of whatever list we want to make it. It could be your top five alive. It could be your Rushmore. It could be your totem pole. But here on the program, if you don't know the program, we do what we want. Amen. Today's I-9 Varsity is the I-9 Varsity of 40s in honor of me randomly bringing up brass monkeys. (laughs) And I will start, and I will cheat, and I will say a Mickey's 40 brass monkey. So if you're not familiar with what a brass monkey is, it's the same drink from the famous Beastie Boys song. And if you thought it was just a random, nonsensical song, it is about drinking the neck off of a 40, filling it with orange juice, and you have yourself a little delicious oat soda and fruity surprise. First on my I-9 varsity of 40s is Mickey's. It's a good choice. That's a good one. A. Marie, would you like to bat second? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna make it easy. And uh, if people were listening last time, I said Old English. Old English, strong. Now, I before Jake answers, and then <laughs> before Steve answers, uh, Jake, did you guys drink forties as children, or was it like the four loco? Like, do you know how many times I've played played Edward Forty Hands? Okay, yes. I just want to make sure baby. you're a little young. Oh no! Just because I'm a younger man doesn't mean I have the the soul of a young man. Uh huh. Look at I, that mustache. I, I have drinking. Plenty of Old English Mickeys, you know, uh, a couple Bud Light 40s. The Blue Bull. Yeah. Some Schlitzes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, and uh, I was pretty good at it. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I was pretty good at it. Well, okay, so what? real quick, what was your technique? Did you go sip for sip in each hand, or did you chug, chug. one, freed up your hand? No, the, the our, we played that both had to be done. Before you free both hands? Mm-hmm. You can't free one hand. Do you have a spotter to follow you to the restroom? Um, that's why you had to drink them quick. Okay, then. I got you. All right, Steve, what do you got first on your I-9 varsity of 40s? Well, Colt 45. Oh, smart. Yeah, good choice. Smart. Yeah. Wow, it's a good one, Steve. Good start. You. you stole my number one pick. Uh, sorry. Colt 45. <laughs> Shout out to Lando Caldrissian. And uh, Afro Man and uh, Colt. McCoy, who doesn't have a job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For now. Next on my I-9 voice. Whoa, I, I got to make my pick. Oh, my goodness. Please do. Yeah, whoa, pause. Okay, no, we, he was piggybacking. Oh. Please. Um, the best day of the 1940s, September 2nd, 1945, the day World War II ended. Oh, what an answer. This guy. What an answer. Strong work. Thank you. I'll keep it going, slightly less sentimental. And I'll be next on my I-9 varsity of 40s. I will go Ounces to Freedom, Sublime's hit song, 40 Ounces to Freedom. Did I steal another one of yours, Amory? No. Next on my I-9 varsity, Sublime's one of the jams of the century. It's a good one. 40 Ounces to Freedom. Amory, what you got up next? I'm going Steel Reserve. Ooh. Okay, whoa. Muy peligroso. Feeling a little feisty. Hand me your Brentwood batty card back. That is hood, girl. (laughs) Okay, we we didn't drink 40 ounces as Brentwood baddies. (laughs) That's an adult decision you're making. No, we drank whatever was in our uh, parents' liquor cabinet, which we thought we were sly because, you know, we would just put water in it. Uh Uh-huh. Or um, the first Brentwood, actually, the first shot I ever had with the Brentwood baddies was wild turkey. Okay. Don't drink 40 ounces of wild turkey. No, 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 no. I can no, speak no. from experience. Please don't. Mad dog. 
Steve, what you got up next? <laughs> well, this one's going to come out of left field from you. I love these. So out of the list of all-time great baseball players mm. on Bleacher Report, by number, the number 40, who, who wore number 40, was Rick Sutcliffe. Dude. Pitcher. Who he is also played a dude. for the Albuquerque Dukes. Great answer. Good way to tie it, it in. It all comes together. Yes. That's a great answer, Number Steve. Number 40. Not just any Steve. Steve Palmasano, owner-operator of the Dukes Team Store, which, uh, sorry, friends of the show, we're closed 23 minutes ago. Yep. We're here hanging out. You're going to have to catch us next time to pull all that sweet, sweet queso out of Van's pocket because he's giving you 10% off every time we're here. Jake, what you got next? I'm going with another player that wore a number in the 40s, Troy Palomalu. I think the best player to ever have the number four lead. Any four? Yeah. Oh, my, that's impressive. Yeah, 43. Okay, 4-3 is in the 40s. Well done. Absolutely well done. Thank you. I I take my numbers seriously. I'll switch my order around to piggyback on your answer. I'm going to go 40 exactly. Gail Sayers. Okay. Who, Jake, he was past my generation, definitely past your generation. I know the name at least. I would recommend going and watching some highlights because he was a special guy. Well, I know what I'm doing after this. Okay. Yeah, nice polar pod plunge watching highlights <laughs> of Gail Sayers. <laughs> he was an icy dude. Just like your polar plunge. Hey, Marie. Okay. Um, I'm uh, going to switch gears and try to be creative like oh, my fellow friend you. Van because I never am. Um, I could go on for 40s for days because I'm a lush. But uh, <laughs> turning 40 this past month, he is the same height and weight as President Donald Trump. Okay. Let's, give it up for, <laughs> let's give it up for Chris Hemsworth. All right, wow. 40. 6'3", 215. Woo! So, you know what the over-under on his weight was? You could bet on it. Over 265. I mean, are, are over we 265? Yeah. I over. would say under, just a shade. I said over. I yeah. bet over. Lost 50 bucks on that. Well. As president, he was listed at 245, and I think that was even generous. Yeah. 245? Uh-huh. But they had the weight before he was even there. Anyways, anyways, anyways. Anyways. Steve, anyways. your next pick? So down to uh, <clears throat> the nitty-gritty. So here's one. Sean Kemp. Ooh, Ooh. That's a good one. How many Rain kids he has? Man. That's a good one. He also played in the McDonald's <laughs> Is that how many kids he had? Team. Yes. Oh, okay. But he also played as a high school player here in Albuquerque in that McDonald's high school All-American team game. Sean a wealth Kemp. of information and fact. I learn something new every day. Good. Also number 40. There's a reason why I chose Tuesdays. Yeah. Because to hang with Steve. Yeah, exactly. Bonus, baby. Um, Jake, ooh, one more? This is, I, I have two low-key. Okay. Um, I have one, the too. E, the easy one is the 40-yard <laughs> dash. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. That's the easy one. Yep. But this one's a little bit of a reach. Uh, still tipping by Mike Jones. Tipping uh, on four fours. Yeah. Technically, you put two fours together, that's 44. Tipping on Bobo. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, much in the vein of your 40-yard dash, my cleanup hitter would be a member of the 4040 Club. So last <laughs> on my I-9 varsity is the 4040 Club. 
which Ron Acuna Jr. has a chance to make this year if he drops some bombs because he's already way past 40 steals. He's got 32 games. 32 games to hit 11 more bombs. He could do it. It's 40 days until the end of your um, ice bath. No, we're doing that daily. That's not stopping. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a lifestyle you just thing. Incorporated that into your life now. Hey, Marie, you got so, one more. You said? I do have one more. Okay. In true NFL fashion, I had to do something NFL. Okay, so forty Super Bowls ago, the Washington Redskins beat the Miami Dolphins. Is that it? In Super Bowl seventeen, which would be forty <laughs> Super Bowls ago. Who was Super Bowl forty? Oh, wasn't, wasn't that Super Bowl Washington over Miami? Wasn't that one in Miami? Yes, I think that was and, Hunter S. Thompson's fear and loathing at the Super Bowl year. Yeah, the fortieth Super Bowl was Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, yeah, and my boy Troy Palomalu was there. There you go, Woo! bring it back. Good callback. More NFL talk and we get back. One more segment before Josh Sushan, voice of the Isotopes, joins us to close out the program. Had a banger of a show today on Two Men On on 95.9 FM AM 610, the sports and. Welcome back to the program, Duke City. Two Men On, 95.9 FM AM 610, the sports animal. I mean, it doesn't have to be just those two. All right, pl- primarily, that's what you're going to listen to. It's We got it in your earbuds on your smartphone. We got, we're in your car. We're in your house. We're probably very likely in your, your great uncle or grandparent's house for sure. But we most know, importantly, we the radio. we're in your hearts. We are in your hearts. <laughs> we're in your soul. We are okay. I'm going to stop there. Yeah. Okay. I might get in real big trouble if I keep this thought process going. <laughs> so I'm going to stop right there. Also, you could be listening to us in the future on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. That's where most of my boys listen to me. Yeah, it's on see? the podcast. And we've been doing a fun thing. We've been breaking up the show in the segments, so you ain't got to skip around. If you're a big I9 Varsity fan, just go right for the I9 Varsity. If you only want to hear our big time interviews. Cool. You go straight to the interviews. You want to go NFL hot takes? You just pick out NFL hot takes. We're separating it for you on the interwebs. You welcome, Duke City. All right. So Dalvin Cook said the Jets have a chance to win the Super Bowl. That's why I'm here. And I'm going to agree with him because they were garbage last year and they added Aaron Rodgers and Dalvin Cook and some other small pieces. There are no Chiefs, there are no Bills. There are no Bengals, but they're right there, second tier. And if they get in, anything could happen. I'm going to agree with the guy. You know why Dalvin Cook went to the Jets? Because no one else wanted to sign him. Uh, it was a money thing for sure. Yeah, Miami wanted him. A couple other teams wanted a him lot for of teams lesser wanted value. Him. Yeah, but you don't want to pay a running back. What? It, let's imagine ten years ago, twenty years ago, a talent like Jonathan Taylor Thomas, is on the trade market, people are going to line up and give away the house for a guy like that. But now we've realized that in the future of the NFL, a passing league, a check-down league, it doesn't matter. We used to be a proper league. <laughs> you, you want to bring back the big running I backs? support running the ball. It's an important element of the game. 
It's a big historical part of the game. And next thing you know, with what they're doing, they're going to be wearing flags instead of pads. Uh, Yes, they are. Yeah. And that's not not the football league I want to watch. Brain injuries are going to get worse. Spine injuries are going to get worse. Heart Uh, issues are going to be on the rise. Heart issues on the rise. Basically, everything is going to be on the rise. And I agree. Yeah, the future of this league is playing flag football to a certain extent. I hope I'm not alive for that era. I feel like you will be, Jake. I hope you live a nice, long, rich life with all of your pinky toes. That's the goal. And that's why I make pinky toe bets, because I'm that confident. And then if your pinky toes hurt, you can just hop in the ice bath and and numb them. Right. Numb them a little bit. I'm a big advocate of the ice bath. If you don't do it at home, folks, you need to try it. Look, the Jets got weapons. They got Aaron Rodgers, who knows how to spread out the ball. They got Garrett Wilson, who's an absolute stud. He's going to have a huge year. Target him in your fantasy drafts this year. They got a two and eventually three-headed monster at running back with Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook and eventually a healthy Michael Carter sometime. So they could just pound it down your throat like you like, Jake, talking football. Yes. Don't be nasty. And then you could just pop it right over the top with Aaron Rodgers. Like, I think it's going to work fantastic. Overrated. Overrated. I want, okay. I want you to look at the last five Super Bowl teams. Were any of them overcrowded rooms with big egos and big superstar personalities? No, it was maybe two to four guys. This team has too much going on for them. Even, they, even gonna, on hard knocks. And yeah. they're going to burn out. And they're not ready. Maybe if Aaron Rodgers decides to play the next two years of his contract, which he will because he wants that money, maybe. But it's not going to be this year. I mean, he's got to play at least for a little while till he gets a new ayahuasca plug in New Jersey. Like, he's got to do some due diligence. And it's and it's way more expensive out there, too. The, the ayahuasca taxes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's a lot in New York. Yeah, Jersey. <laughs> um, overrated. I, th- I think that team is super, super overrated. You can have a team that looks awesome on paper. You can. You can have the world's best team on paper and then – but what you do on the field and in between the forty the lines, that's what matters. And they're going to have to put up or shut up. And they have so much pressure and so much expectations out the jump, mm-hmm. it puts this, like all the pressure off the Buffalo Bills now in that division. If Aaron Rodgers didn't go to the, to the Jets or the AFC East, it would be a whole different conversation about how the Bills need to turn their whole program around and – they have the target on their backs. The Jets have the target on their backs. If anything, this is the best thing for the Buffalo Bills because all the distractions of that of that issue and the chip on your shoulder for all that, gone now. Buffalo just has to show up and play football, and they're good at that. The Jets have not been. Here's your reminder that the New York, New Jersey, uh, East Coast Jets were 5-2 and two last year before their running back got hurt and had to change their offense and start throwing the ball more with two and or three absolutely dumpster fire of a quarterbacks. Now they got that same I like Mike White. Cool. He's also a loser. I'm just, he seems very nice. <laughs> He's in Miami now, but I'm just saying, a little respect for the one game Mike White could do. Yeah, okay, he had one 500-yard game, one one game, and then he lost every, every other single game This is a little sarcasm, by the way. I just sure. wanted to give a shout-out to Mike White. Sure. 
sure. Who's their quarterback this year? Uh, <clears throat> Darkness Retreat himself. Oh, yes. That's, that's right. uh, still talking New Jersey Jets. They were 5-2 and two before Brees Hall went down last year. This year they got a healthy Brees Hall. They got Dalvin Cook, and they'll Almost have healthy, Michael. Hall. They'll have Michael Carter back eventually as well. So they're good. they have the pieces of a great run game. And then if you can establish the run game, Aaron Rodgers can do Aaron Rodgers things with any losers off the street for wide receiver. But they have a stud in Garrett Wilson. They got his best friend Alan Lazard. They got the ghost of Randall Cobb, and they got sloppy seconds from Kansas City, Nicole Hardman. Like Who's the best person at Hard Knocks? He's hilarious. He is absolutely hilarious. Will be a lot of Hard Knocks talk tomorrow on the program. Absolutely no Hard Knocks for your Albuquerque isotopes recently as they are surging back up the standings and putting themselves in playoff contention. And we'll tell you all about it with Voice the Isotopes, Josh Sushan, when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. One more short segment until we turn over to Josh Sushan and the Albuquerque Isotopes. What a program today. Thank you so much, Steve Palmasano, for having us at your wonderful store. Happy to have you. Thanks store in question would, of course, be the Duke's team store here on the corner of Central and Carlisle in the Knob Hill Shopping Center. You even stayed late for us, you sweetheart. Oh, I, can't, I couldn't leave you here all by yourself. <laughs> you don't want us to shut down for you? <laughs> I'll leave the key. Young Jake Cassio crushed it today. Appreciate you so much. You will be back on the program live from Top Golf at the YMCA Charity Golf Tournament. My goal is to get an on-air swing. I like that a lot. We can make that happen. Yeah. We can make that happen, and I will commentate on it. Amory Castillo back at the studio. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And we missed him. You missed him. I don't know if the isotopes missed him because they go five and one as he was on vacation. Josh Sushan voiced the isotopes. Welcome back, brother. Yeah, thanks for having me. I was a little bit worried that I wasn't going to have a job. When I came back since the team played so well without me. But it was a very good week away. First time in my life I've ever taken a week off during the season. And uh, it was fun. And I'm super excited to be back with the boys. Oklahoma City, more like Oklahoma should have scheduled somebody else last week. (laughs) You know, having not watched any part of it, I I can tell you this, though, that Oklahoma City has been – the isotopes kryptonite for for quite a while and not just when oklahoma city was the dodgers affiliate but when it was the astros affiliate before that whether it was the isotopes as the dodgers and oklahoma city as the astros or the isotopes as the rockies and oklahoma city as the dodgers it's been a tough place to play for a long time it's been a it's been a lot of, of tough losses a lot of blowout losses and so to go there and win five of six and don't forget a month ago we went there and won four of six that's a very good triple-A team at Oklahoma City. A lot of prospects, a lot of guys in the big leagues. It's a quality roster. A lot of, like, veteran guys who are still really good. To take five and six is, is not easy. It was really impressive what they accomplished. So while you were on vacation, how hard was it for you to not try to look at the stats throughout the week? 
It was actually very easy. I, I would check the box <laughs> score at the end of the night. I would I would see like how they did, and I would just look at the box score to see and read the the recap that either uh, Joe or Forrest would write. But it, it was very easy. When I'm on break, I'm on break. I'm on I'm on break for a reason. Uh, I'm not going to spend my break like following every pitch. I I'll do that when I'm working. I love that. I'm glad you got your well-needed rest. I mean, can, can we break the fourth wall a little bit and talk about your break? Because as far as I know, you've literally never taken time off during your career during the season. Yeah, first time ever. Well, I turned 50 on Sunday, and so yeah, there was a time to do it. it. It was now. So Bryce National Park for three days. Zion National Park for two days. Excuse me, Zion for three, Bryce for two. Then a, a weekend in Vegas capped off by the Beyonce concert on Sunday. So I packed a lot into seven days. I didn't know Sounds like it. the Sush was so in the Beyonce that he'd schedule his 50th birthday celebration around Queen Bay. Well, it was more convenient timing that she happened to schedule her concert around my 50th birthday. It's, uh-huh. it's kind of the way that I prefer to look at it. But, I mean, Beyonce is one of those performers where even if you don't know all of her songs or just know, like, a couple of her songs, the show is just beyond spectacular. Like, everything that she does, all of the – it's like every single song – the best way to describe it is every single song concludes – and that is the way that most musicians end their concert. You mm. go, wow, that was an incredible grand finale. That is every song for Beyonce. Well, they call her <laughs> Queen Bee for a reason. Yeah, yeah it, it was really cool. It was amazing. It was at the Raider Stadium, Allegiant Stadium. So you got 60,000 people. And it's actually really cool just to see what a cross, you know, cultural phenomenon she is. All of the ages, all of the races, all of... And everyone's just so happy and just so proud. And everyone's dressed up. Like, you know, they don't care that it's 100 degrees and they're wearing super high, you know, platform shoes, even though you got to walk a long way from the Luxor, from Mandalay, just to get there. People don't care. They, they were dedicated to the outfit, and it was really fun to see that many people just so happy. So you went from national parks in Utah to Vegas straight to SAC. Do you need me to take your trash out or feed the cat? or Is everything okay? We're, we're going to figure that out when I get home on Monday. For now, we're <laughs> just going to pretend like none of those problems are, are, are problems until they are problems. Oh, I love pushing off my responsibilities. <laughs> <laughs> How do we match up against Sacktown? Can we keep this heater going? Yeah, you know, um, I mean, I, I think the biggest, I mean, the number one storyline is that Hunter Goodman got called up, right? I mean, he was right. the player of the week, even though he only played four of the six games. He was the player of the week. And I, I think it was last, uh, whenever the last Friday was that I was doing the show with you guys live, and I said, enjoy Hunter Goodman because I don't know how much longer he's going to be here. Well, as it turned out, he was only with us for another week after that. He was with us for about three and a half weeks. So he goes up to the big leagues, and we'll see if the offense can maintain it without him. you got a lot of guys that are hot right now. We're swinging about well. Always a challenge when you get to sea level here in California for the offense. You got Chase Anderson on a rehab assignment tonight. He's supposed to go about four innings, maybe five. So we'll see if you can keep it up. You know, Sacramento fields a lineup that's got a lot of big leaguers, but they're a team that, that has been below 500 just about the entire season. And uh, we'll see if the boys can keep it going. So with us having a minus five run differential right now, what do we have to do to turn this around so we can get the second half first place and have that playoff spot? 
Well, I mean, Round Rock's got to cool off. I mean, it's unbelievable what Round Rock is. They've won 17 yeah. of 18 games. Now hard Bonkers. it is for a triple-A team to win 17 of 18 games. Remember, Round Rock is the Rangers affiliate, and the Rangers have been struggling. So usually when the major league team is struggling, that just leads to chaos on your triple-A roster. Round Rock had back-to-back six-game sweeps. Then they won five of six. And the only game they lost during this run it was a 13-inning game. I mean, the Topes have been red hot lately, and they haven't picked up any ground in the standings. So <laughs> you're five games back in the standings, but it, it, unless Round Rock cools off, you're never going to catch them. So you've got to keep playing really well, and you got to hope that Round Rock can come back to earth here. How does Pilo keep these guys focused? Because, I mean, I'm not going to look past Sacramento. I am a little bit because I want you guys back home so bad. But how do you keep the focus in the, the clubhouse? You know, I, I think you just you just keep doing the same thing every day. You know, you just you – know, I, I, sometimes it's less words. Sometimes less words is more words, you know. Um, hey, we're hot. Just stay with it, you know. Just keep on keeping on. I mean, that's about the best advice one manager can give to his team when you're looking in the face of the hottest team in the history of the friggin' minors, Round Rock. That's got to be discouraging. Well, you, you got two ways to look at it. You're, you're either discouraged or you say, well, they have to come down to earth at some point, right? right. Like, so, okay, so they won 17 of 18. Realistically, they're going, they're going now. Maybe that means they win 12 of 18 or, you know, 14 of 18. But no team can stay that hot, especially at the AAA level. So there's going to be some, um, you know, regression to the means. And so when that does happen, you have to be able to capitalize. You know, the bad news is, the Topes are not playing Round Rock again the rest of the season. You know, the good news is, here's the other thing, too. It's not just Round Rock you got to catch. you got to catch Las Vegas and Tacoma. They're above you as well. And those three teams that are above the Topes, they don't play any of them head-to-head. But those teams do play one another. And so maybe if they, you know, can cancel each other out a little bit and you get hot and you got a chance. Yeah, I think two games in the PCL isn't as daunting as five games to a team that's won 17 out of 18. <laughs> I mean, that's a little that's a little more reasonable. You wish it was Oklahoma City ahead of you, not Round Rock, a team that can sneak in to the playoffs. You'd rather have it be the team who's already there, and then you get second place if it's not first place. I get it. Uh, on to Major League Baseball. Uh, the Los Angeles Angels did about the dumbest thing you can expect an organization to do and not taking a king's ransom for Shohei Otani and getting a bunch of, I don't know, cast-offs and quadruple-A players to shove around them, and they released everyone today not named Shohei Otani or Mike Trout. Have you seen such a down-the-stretch failure in your times in baseball? Man, there's probably been something that's happened like this at some point in time. Certainly within recent times, this is there's a lot of things the Angels have done that are so different than conventional wisdom. And I'm a person who likes it when teams go against the grain. I, you know, I don't like a sport in which every front office has the same philosophy and evaluates players the exact same way. I, I, I like, you know, I, I like it when teams have different ways of building their roster. And, and I'll admit, I'm one of the very few people out there who liked the idea that they did not trade Otani. I, I liked that they, that they were trying to win. I think that too often in sports, we just give up. We're like, ah. I'm with you, Josh. Games. Yeah. 
Like, oh, five games over two months. There's no way we can ever do that. I like that they tried, that they that they acquired players. That you know, and then the Angels they're calling up guys from who they just drafted a couple of months ago. All yes. the big leagues, and they're <laughs> doing aggressively anything. doing. Yeah, and then and then they put five guys on waivers today. So, you know, yeah. it's, um, it, it makes you wonder if there is cohesion within the organization between ownership, GM, scouting. You know, the dugout. It, it makes you wonder whether there's some panic that's going on or whatever. And, and I'm not privy to any of those conversations. It's it, it's fun to watch from a distance when it's not your team, right? Congratulations, it, it, it's crazy. Congratulations, everyone who made a trade with the Angels at the trade deadline. You get their minor league farm system and all of your players back for free. Well done. That's the Rockies, too. Sush, Sush, who's on the pregame? We're up against it. Uh, Pedro Lopez, we talked about last week and this week. Welcome back, Sush. You were definitely missed, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Very good. Thanks, guys. Steve Palmasano, Duke's Team Store, thank you so much. Young Jake Cassio, thank you so much. Amory Castillo, back at the studio, thank you so much. Friends of the show, all the texters, all the callers, everyone who showed up at Duke's team store, thank you so much. You be safe out there, and we'll see you tomorrow, Burke.